Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. wonderful, I hope, Fan Fight Podcast. Hey, I don't just hope, I know it. Because you know what? I'm Danielle, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Fan Bites wrestling section head, wrestling expert, wrestling person, LB Hunk Tears. How are you doing today, LB? What's up? You know, doing all right. Got my, uh, as promised. Yes. I have my new bucket hat on. Oh my god. Uh, it is so big that, uh, so I, I, last week I was like, oh my gosh, so sentimental. Like, we just recorded this fan fight that's my final fan fight as a bucketless person. <laughs> uh, because my bucket hat arrived right after we recorded. Gotcha. And, but I didn't think about, like, I use over-the-ear headphones, right? Mm. I use, like, some, like, you know, audio guy headphones. Yeah. And a bucket hat with headphones, how's that going to work? The hat's too big to put the headphones over, but... The hat's actually big enough that it fits over my head with over-the-air headphones, so I'm set. <sighs> Isn't this really exciting stuff? No, but my I... My headwear situation. It's hard. It's really hard. The things that you put on your head are hard. You know? I yeah. I feel that. I, I, How are you doing, I'm Danielle? I'm right. I'm doing okay. I, uh... Well, let's see. I wear a lot of baseball caps because it's part of my nice, bahimbo nice. lifestyle. Um, which by, by the way, I am, and I, I, uh, I finally came out as a bahimbo, uh, B apostrophe himbo, uh, you know, because I am a butch himbo. That is my, yeah. my true identity in this world and, uh, on this podcast and, and everywhere else. So there's a lot of baseball hats, uh, you know, a lot of tank tops and baseball hats, especially in the summer. Uh, and I often do wear a baseball cap and then my headphones over the ears because in like earbuds hurt my ears. They hurt my tiny little ears quite a bit. My, I, mine too. They just hurt. I don't like them. I don't like having stuff I have little in ears. There. Yeah. I've got little ears. Same. I'm a little guy. Well, my big guy with little ears. Like it's, it's one of those things, you know? And like, oh, they say, oh, one size fits all. You know, that's never true. No, people, it's not true. People are made in different ways, and that's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, earbuds are not, which sucks. They're so. not. <laughs> Speaking of the himbo lifestyle, yeah. I have started a new thing that I suggest everyone to do, especially in these times where we're all getting into fights online and saying a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Okay, check it out. Yeah. Every time I want to do a hot take, and I have a hot take in my mind, and I'm like about to do it, I stop myself Yeah. and say, if I do the hot take... I have to do a 60-second plank. If I don't do the hot take and resist it, I only have to do, like, 10 squats. Oh. 
I'm so fucking sore. Oh. <laughs> Everything hurts. That's so good, though. That's like the <laughs> ultimate himbo workout routine. Like, I truly love it. No thoughts. No more thoughts. I'm trying to train the thoughts out of my brain. See, the only problem is that would that would do the opposite for me. Like, I like doing planks and squats. Like, I, the so way I'm like, moving around. Take. <laughs> the way I'm, I am like, like, it's the most ginger waddle that I'm doing oh. around my apartment. <laughs> oh. oh, well. So. Hey. Yeah, I'm going to need to add some other uh, some other workouts to this so I can cycle through and not only be doing squats. No, that's a really good point. We, um, at my gym, so we have evolved. So for most of the quarantine, we were doing three days a week. We had like uh, a 20-minute kickboxing workout and a 20-minute jujitsu workout solo, you mm-hmm. know, on Zoom. Just anybody could do it. Uh, and so it was like movements. Obviously, the kickboxing one was a lot of shadow boxing and like a lot of combos like this kick, this kick and this punch, you know, for 45 seconds. Then we'll do something else. And then the jujitsu one was a ton of movement drills that were also very intense and, and good and tough. So I was doing that for months. And now they are doing outdoor kickboxing classes where people are, you know, staying six feet away from each other and masked and all that good stuff. And then at the end of those, there is a 20 minute Zoom component, which is what I'm doing. Uh, of just conditioning, like just like car wash, you know, like you ever heard of like a boxing car wash, like you're just going through different Mm-mm. stations, basically. Uh, oh, that's fun. Yeah, like body weight stuff. So it's like a minute of push ups, a minute of body weight squats, a minute of box jumps, a minute of um, I think after that one is uh, jumping jacks, and I think after that one is just you know basic lunges. So very very basic movements, but super intense, and a lot of them in a row. Yeah. And uh, so I am I am doing a bit of a ginger waddle myself because I've been pairing that with hill running. And, uh, you know, sometimes that makes my calves hurt. All, all of it makes my calves hurt. So I, I'm sometimes I do a ginger waddle as well uh, around my house. And I'll, I'll be like talking to my dogs and my cats. And I'm just like, well, I only have one dog, really. But my partner's dog, too. And then like, yeah. like, ah, my calves. And I just wish like I could have my animals massage my calves. Oh. <sighs> So I have, uh, my partner has a manual labor job um, and is in pain all the time. So I, uh, for his last birthday, invested in one of those like really expensive massage guns. Oh my, LB, I got one for my birthday. They're the best. It's the greatest invention that's ever existed in the world. And yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's the best. My calves. Uh, I'm. Never been the same. <laughs> yeah, no, my like, because I'm, yeah, I get like very bad quad pain sure. uh, after workouts, and like, oh, there's nothing like it. Because like I uh, foam rolling my quads is really hard for my like doing it by myself. Yeah, it's just like I would hard. have to. I have to if I want to do that, I have to like lay down face down on a on it, and like I weigh a lot, and that's actually more pressure than I want to put on my quads. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So doing it with the uh, the massage gun is really good. It's also, it <gasps> takes up a lot fight. of space to do that, too. Like, it just takes up so yeah. much space to do foam rolling. I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I'm a tiny person. Like, I'm little, and it still takes up a lot of space. So I'm always just like, I don't know, man. I, these these guns are better. Wow, that's the yeah. only time I'm, I'm going to say that about anything. Like, this is a massager gun, really not a, a gun that hurts people, by the way. So, yeah. Yeah. 
like my cousin just moved away and it's not like we were working out together anyways, but she's like a trainer and like she would foam roll me. Oh, for me. yes. And like that was the best. But she moved to Portland now. LB, if I because, ever. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, if I ever had like money, like fuck off money, I wouldn't spend mm-hmm. it on anything. Like I wouldn't spend it on nice clothes. I wouldn't spend it on like a nice apartment. I would just hire a masseuse to just beat the shit out of me after I worked out every day. Like that would be my luxury. That would be the thing. You know what I mean? I'd just be like, no, my life is fine. Just all my money can now go to a masseuse to work on my many aches and pains because I'm 36 and I insist on doing combat sports. So like, so, okay. So my cousin used to work at an Equinox. Sure. Um, and because she worked there, I could go. I was able to go a few times as like a guest. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That place is fucking like the luxury world. <laughs> it smells the nice. Most lux- yeah. Okay. Not only do they have like keels in the locker room. That's the free product that they have for everybody to use is fucking keels. Wait, ke- wait, keels? Um, keels. The really, really expensive, fancy skincare stuff. Oh, oh. Oh, sorry. This is how much of a bimbo I am. I, I had no idea until you had to, until you, um, yeah, sorry. Do you thought I, okay. Yeah. Uh, I just wasn't sure what it genuinely just didn't fine. know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fancy, fancy skincare shit. Free keggles, says Jordan. But I was like, is this a sex thing? <laughs> free kegels. Free kegels. All kegels are free. <laughs> They've got kegel free weights in there. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to, like, help, you know, I had a, a dear friend who was a lesbian comedian once upon a time who ended her stand-up with, like, a, a really good Kegel, like, routine. Like, what do I need that for? And she'd be like, oh, I'm going to move boxes with my vag. And, like, would just be a whole, it, would, it was a whole thing. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Please go on. It's, you know what you do need Kegels for, though? Like, a lot of stuff. Yes, it's true. It helps, like, yeah, like, when you're old and, like, incontinent. Yes. You're not going to be incontinent if you do your Kegels You're going to be now, real happy folks. that you did that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be really happy. Yeah. Uh, pelvic floor muscles are really important. They're good to have. Yeah, they are. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. At Equinox, like, they can just stop anybody who works there and be like, stretch me. Wow. Roll me out. And they have to do it. Wow. Yeah, so I understand, again, why my cousin quit and moved away. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> On one hand. But also, like, the fucking luxury of cold eucalyptus towels. In, they have little fridges. They have mini fridges throughout the gyms with eucalyptus-scented ta- cold towels. Oh, my fucking God. Like, when, you know, whatever goes down, I can't wait to occupy the equinox. Honestly, yeah. That would be a good place to go. That would be a good place to go. And also, like... So they're probably stocked for the apocalypse, right? In general. They are. They've got so much cucumber water. Like, you'd be fine for longer. And also, like, you could use gym equipment to fortify, you know, like the doors and windows and stuff. Like, you have a built-in, you know, fortification system, and you could keep working out. Like, if you get bored. So much protein in the little gift shops. You'd get swole in the apocalypse, which not everybody's going to. You know, no. you're going to be swole. You're going to be better at fighting. Honestly, LB, I think this is a great idea. I think you're right. I think this, I think is, this is the plan. This, absolutely the we plan. We just got to, yeah. Thank you for giving me this inspiration on this day. 
this podcast, uh, if you've never listened to it, I'm sorry. Uh, that was my fault. Um, but I, I think we, we often begin with uh, some some himbo, bimbo, you know, workout routine kinds of stuff and, you know, how life is going. So, you know, we, we like to ease you in because this is an intense podcast because we talk about intense things on this podcast. We so do. We, we ease you in. You know, we do a warm up, then we do the workout. And the workout uh, in this uh, belabored metaphor, of course, is talking about pro wrestling and MMA. LB is the pro wrestling aficionado. I am the MMA fan. And we both kind of bring a fight or a match to each other. Uh, we share it and we share in the joy of these uh, very violent and wonderful things. So, LB, you gave me maybe the most high flying match I've seen so far uh, to yeah, watch. Yeah, I would say that. There was a uh, lot of high so flying. And, and please, please take it away. I will stop talking and, and, and listen to your wise words here. So uh, earlier this week, there was this rumor going around that um, the oldest wrestling company in the world was going to get bought out. That's not happening. Okay. But I realized, like, oh, I haven't shown Danielle any CMLL. We should watch some CMLL. So I decided to, I was like, what what are we going to do? And I was like, fuck it. Let's just go back to one of the first CMLL matches I ever watched, uh, which was Ray Phoenix, uh, known here as King Phoenix. Um, but known to most people in wrestling is Ray Phoenix versus uh, Barbaro Cavernario from June of 2018. Okay. Okay. So in not a two too long ago. Match. Yeah. No, uh, not too long ago. This was, uh, I'm going to call him Phoenix because that's what most people know him as okay. instead of King Phoenix. King Phoenix is just English for Ray Phoenix. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. Of course. Oh yes. El Ray. Yeah. Yes. 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 Good. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, this was Phoenix's first singles match in CMLL. CMLL is the oldest wrestling company in the world. Oh, wow. Uh, they are 87 years old. Wow. Um, Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre. Nice. Sorry about my terrible Spanish pronunciation. Um, yeah. They have been going for 87 years. Super old. Uh, arena, you know, they are firmly in Arena Mexico. They do, not right now because of, coronavirus but they usually do like three or four shows at least a week oh wow um yeah it's a lot of two out of three falls matches a lot of group tags there it's great you can when they're when it's when it's happening you can just kind of tune in whenever and enjoy some good lucha um but again this was like probably one of the first shows of theirs i watched and it was because i was a big i've been a big phoenix fan since i saw him Probably at PWG, uh, which is one of like a local promotion here. He is so he Danielle. I I'm so sorry. I gave you this match with no context and no. <laughs> That's okay. So I'm just like here's a match in another language. Uh, I didn't tell you it was two out of three falls. I didn't tell you. So um, Phoenix is the guy in the the mask. Okay, so he uh, because I didn't ha- I didn't have uh, too much context here in my head. It was just sort of like caveman outfit guy and lizard outfit mm-hmm. guy i don't know where i mm-hmm. got lizard i guess it was just because it was some green it's in a, there uh, yeah but it was, it was like a fun. scaliness yeah, yeah 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 um so that's phoenix um and barbaro cavernario is uh the caveman guy gotcha gotcha and you also we also had <laughs> like not doing much uh but perico zacharias was also there <laughs> Like, just kind of hanging out on the outside. Yeah. Uh, I think he's aligned with... I think he was aligned with Barbaro Cavernario. Um, 
But yeah, he didn't. He, I, I kept on thinking, he, like, I remember when I first watched him, like, is he going to interfere? And he was just kind of there. Uh, but it's good to see him. Good to see folks at the uh, on the outside helping out. I think he like he did argue with the ref a little bit. Yeah, but, he was definitely present. Yeah. His presence was but felt, yeah, you know? His presence was definitely felt, yeah. <laughs> but this match just gets going, like, right off the fucking yeah, bat. Yeah. Like, uh, I love it when action starts, like, before the bell rings. Um, <laughs> cover, uh, like, Barbaro Cavernario is, like, I think one of the best Rudos in CMLL. Like, one of the best. Like, I, I really, really enjoy him. I think he brings a lot of, like... Like, the caveman thing is so funny and cartoony, and he, like... <laughs> Like he has like he always has this like kind of dirt grime on him, but it just looks yeah. very obviously makeup um, and looks like makeup. <laughs> so it feels like Halloweeny and fun yeah. and cartoony. And but then he like he brings all this very real feeling like aggression and anger. He's so, so muscly and sweaty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like he's so pissed off. <laughs> and sweaty. But like in this funny caveman outfit. I don't know. I really, really enjoy him. I thought I think his uh chemistry with Phoenix is really good. And most matches in CMLL are two out of three falls matches. Okay. So yeah. So usually like one person gets a one fall, another person gets the other fall, and then it's the rest of like the real beef is in the third fall. Ah, uh, yes, um, yes. And again, I don't really know quite enough about CMLL to like tell you why that is, but maybe somebody, I'm sure Nigel, <laughs> Nigel will listen to this. Uh, Nigel, who basically does the entire like schedule thing for fan fight and recommend shows every weekend, is like a huge lucha aficionado. Nigel, please let me know. Is it? Why does it have CML to do well, if I could so many two out of three falls matches? If I could wager a guess, does it have to do with the kind of rubber match thing of like? You know, oh, the rivalry has been built now over this time. Like, now we know each other's tricks, and now the real Right, shit, I mean, I think that makes know. sense on a structural level. I was just wondering, like, is there a historical reason? Oh, gotcha, I don't gotcha. Know. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, because, again, it's like, this is an old fucking company. They've been doing this for a really long time. Yeah. Um, they're established and, you know, tradition, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this is a really high-flying match. There's all these crazy high spots and dives and just rowdy, cool shit. Phoenix is, like, one of my – maybe my favorite high-flyer out there today. I mean, I showed you uh, Elio de Vikingo yes. uh, in an earlier episode, who's probably, like, my favorite up-and-coming high-flyer. But Phoenix is, like, I think my – has long has for a long time been my favorite, like, in his prime high-flyer. Mm. Uh, he just does these things that I don't understand how he does them. Um, and it's not like he's, it's not like these guys aren't wrestling a lot. Yeah. I looked it up. This was 2018. Barbaro Cavernario had 140 matches in 2018. Whoa. Phoenix had 125. Wow. They don't seem any worse for wear here. Uh, they are like extremely athletic, extremely energetic. Uh, if you haven't seen this match, listeners, you can check it out on YouTube. Uh, it's on there for free on the CMLL. Like, the entire show is on CMLL for free. Yeah, yeah it's the Lucha Libre Viernes Espectacular, 29th of June, 2018. So, you can check it out. It's, yeah, like, what did you what did you think about this? What did you like? I, well, I loved a lot of the spots and just mm-hmm. how high-flying it was and how, like, I don't know. It's weird to say this, but like high fidelity, the stunt work was yeah. <laughs> like very, even though I know it's very like rowdy and, and, and all this, it just seemed very crisp and precise. 
like with the timing and with all yeah, of yeah, the, yeah. which maybe that sounds pretty obvious because they're doing these these pretty intense stunts, so it has to be pretty crisp and sharp. Uh, but I I loved uh, the the gentleman in the caveman. His his name again? Mm-hmm. Uh, Barbaro Cavernario. Barbaro Cavernario. I loved him so much. I don't He's know really if it good. was. It was. It's partially the outfit. It's partially the attitude. It's partially the fact that he bites uh, the other dude's face. At one point, which I truly loved. I thought that was so wonderful because it's not, he doesn't just bite the face. He's biting the face and making like the face of a lifetime while doing it. It's just so like, rum, rum, rum. It's just truly, truly wonderful. Uh, I just love that exaggerated energy about him. It's really good. And they reciprocated so well. There was just so much intense, beefy, uh, you know, uh, sweaty energy to this match. Like the sweat drying as they fly over one another and throw one another all over the place. It's just, just feels very high level and very polished, even for being very cartoonish in a way. Yeah. I mean, I thought they're like Barbara Cavernario, I think is like a perfect choice for Phoenix because he, like, like he can, he does, he brings this kind of gravity, which uh, this like kind of almost grittiness. Sure. It's like it's such a cartoony grittiness, grittiness, but. It's like he feels pissed off. It feels like a fight, yeah. even though they're like doing flips on each other. And he's a funny caveman. And Phoenix <laughs> is like a has like a cool mask on like and they're just doing flips and shit like they feel really pissed off. Yeah. It feels real. They're the faces they're making like make because they, they're not hitting each other hard. They're not falling hard. This sure. is like a, a pretty soft Lucha style, which is good that they're doing because they wrestle so fucking much yeah i was gonna say it it, i would imagine it has to be or else they can't do 150 shows uh (laughs) right exactly but it like it doesn't need to hit hard for it to feel like it is yeah like they like the facial expressions and the way it's paced and the way they react to things like it makes it feel like they're really fighting yeah which and yeah i I really, I haven't watched this one in a while and I really, really enjoyed watching it again. There's that spot where Phoenix trips Cavernario kind of like through the ropes and Cavernario lands on the outside on his feet. Yes. That and hurt. Then, Just watching it, I was like, oh no, my feet, my ankle. Yeah. <laughs> and then Phoenix hits this like round off tope thing. This like it's spinning dive that's so fucking cool. I, I love watching Phoenix do these high spots. It's... It's such like a joy for me. He's been in AEW lately. Oh, nice. And I haven't super enjoyed most of... I mean, part of it is that lately they've been doing these outdoor shows in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, good for... I mean, if you're going to... If you are making people wrestle right now, it's good that you're doing it outdoors. Yeah. But God, can you imagine wrestling outdoors in Florida in July and August? I, like, I, I feel like I would lose my entire body weight in sweat. Like, all of it. Yeah. Every ounce. So, yeah. The, so, and Phoenix's style is so athletic and so that he's just, yeah. I hope they this have a lot of Gatorade been. or Pokari sweat now that that's yeah. in the U.S. <laughs> and they can just, like, just partake in, like, a bath of it and drink all of it uh, before and after the shows. Like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta so stay hydrated. it's nice to you gotta stay hydrated. Yeah. Yes. So it is nice to see, like, an older Phoenix match of, like, this is what he was doing when he wasn't dying of swamp sweat um yeah there is one oh sorry go ahead oh 
he wasn't in CMLL for super long, but I kind of wish they'd stayed around for longer. Uh, he's in a tag team with his brother, oh. uh, Pentagon L0M, or Pentagon Junior, or Pentagon Dark. Wow. There's a whole thing with names in Lucha. Yeah. And, like, people needing to change their names all the time because different companies will have the license to different names. So oh. you'll have people, like, changing their names around a lot. But sorry, what were you starting to oh, say? Oh, no, I, I – this is a, a, a fairly separate thought. It was just something I really loved in this match was oh. there's one shot in the match uh, that is just, like, a very long zoom on a child just proudly holding up her picture uh, <laughs> of her and, and Carbonario, I think. And, like – She's beaming with pride, and it's just she's like... She's so happy. She is so happy to be there and so proud. And it's like, look at my picture. And there's just like it's such really a beautiful cute. thing that the camera like chose this moment. Like, no, we're going to spend 10 seconds on this shot. This is not like the cam that just shows one fan for two seconds and they wave. No, this is like a dedicated moment we're giving to this child and her picture. Yeah, and her love of Barbaro <laughs> Cabernario, the Rudo of this match. It's just like... I thought it was just awesome. It's just kind of beautiful. I don't know. Maybe that's because it's like very established and maybe it's like kind of a family joint, uh, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Thinking of, Lucha of is Lucha's very much for families. Gotcha. I, um, I like that, actually. I think that's yeah, really too. cool uh, that there is this yeah. brand that is very much like bring your kids, you know, bring the whole family. We're going to have a good time. You know, I, there's something yeah. very... Uh, joyous about that and very fun and very kind of pure that I, I thought was really Yeah. Fun. No, Lucha, like most Lucha companies are like, especially like the big one, these big ones like CMLL, Triple uh, like it's very something for everybody. Nice. And like, so they do like, there's a little bit of comedy, there's, you know, some technical stuff, there's high flying, there's, you know, people of these very, very drastically different sizes. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very different gimmicks. And yeah, so it's, it should, it's, it's a show, there are shows that, you know, everybody from grandma and grandpa to the, like the littlest kids can enjoy. Oh. Uh, and that's the, that's the goal. That's so wholesome. I, <laughs> I mean, it isn't always wholesome, but it's, uh, it's cool. I feel like, I feel like that's, that makes sense to me for wrestling. Yeah. Um, and is I think what, what companies like WWE are trying to do and failing to do. Mm. So it's cool to see it done successfully. CMLL is like such a cool company. Um, I'm excited for October because we are definitely going to watch some. They do a Dia de los Muertos show. Oh, nice. Um, where they have like a, oh, fuck, what's the championship called? It's called like the Championship of the Dead or like the Infernal Ooh. Championship or something. <laughs> and it's only defended uh, on the Day of the Dead. Oh, my God. And... <laughs> And these Day of the Dead shows, like, they do, like, about ha- like the first half's kind of like a normal wrestling match, and then it turns into, like, a spookier wrestling show. Ooh. And, yeah, there's, like, special effects, and I think the losers get dragged away to, like, the underworld. Uh, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. I love um, this. It's, like, a and the, the aesthetics and the style <gasps> is, like very uh oh yeah and there's all this like day glow neon stuff and oh. <laughs> aesthetically it's like such a cool combination of like these very visibly like indigenous aztec yeah things with like wrestling and like super like new pop culture stuff and it's just like 
I mean, I don't, I don't know a lot about Mexican culture, sure. but it, it, I do know that this is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of the, the pitch of it is like, this is very cool. And we do this every year and it's awesome. I, it's just really, really, um, it's just really appealing. It's just very visually yeah. appealing. You know, like this, this looks amazing. I, I, I know far less probably uh, than, than you do certainly about Luchador. Uh, this whole kind of world, but I, I look at this and I'm like, I would love to watch this. This looks cool yeah, as we'll, hell. It, it we'll looks like a, a really fun performance to watch and just enjoy. And like, whether I fully understand it or not, I would, I would sit there very happily and be like, Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So it's, it's the King of the dead. I think it's the, or the King of the underworld. Oh, perfect. Uh, Rey del Inframundo. Uh, yeah. It's so cool. And Especially, like, this year where I, w- like, won't be able to go out at all. Because, like, I, you know, I live in L.A. I'm from L.A. Like, yeah. there's often Day of the Dead stuff happening here that I don't participate in. But, like, I, I enjoy being adjacent to. Uh, and I'm not going to be able to see any of that this year. So we'll watch some some uh, CMLL de, de Muertos wrestling. It'll be good. Yeah. At least hopefully they'll still be able to put on a show and hopefully in a safe way. Even if they can't, even if they can't, we'll watch an old one. It'll be great. Watch an old one. See, there you go. That sounds extremely good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I, yeah, I don't know what the deal, what the deal is with Corona in Mexico City, but I do not think they'll be starting. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll start be, they'll, they'll be ready to start up wrestling again. But I miss Lucha a lot. Yeah. Uh, It's nice to, the CMLL shows are just nice to put on because sure. there's like a bunch of them every week and they're free to watch online so you can just pop them on in the background and tune in for some of it to now and again since it's like i don't understand what's going on and i don't understand the language like the stakes of how much attention i'm supposed to pay or how much i'm supposed to understand it are really low so i can just kind of like enjoy it if yeah. that makes sense yeah definitely like if it's just on yeah I... which feels again oh, yeah. like such a prime way, like such a ideal way to watch wrestling, like a just just to kind of casually enjoy something, yeah, and not like watch it really really closely with like a spreadsheet open and like <laughs> sure you know, yeah, doing math calculations to figure out how exactly how good the match is. Which some people watch wrestling that way, and that's great, but I, I don't really like doing that. And I feel pressure too the more I understand what's happening. And CMLL, since it's a company I don't really follow. Uh, I feel none of that pressure. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had a, a discussion with a friend last night about um, I've gotten more into sports, which is funny to me because I, I I never I've always been a jock, but never really watched very seriously. Like I've gotten into some things at some points, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously I watch MMA and follow that pretty seriously. But I've gotten really into the WNBA <laughs> and like oh, yeah. really into it. And like. There is just something, I think, especially about being in quarantine that makes athletics even more miraculous to view and more beautiful to see. And I think pro wrestling is absolutely the same the same thing. Uh, I, I think I'd feel the same way about any kind of like any activity that involves like the human body doing amazing things. Right. Like basically that, sure. that entire enterprise just feels even more important to watch right now and exciting to watch right now. And like I've been lucky to be able to train my sport more than most people, because obviously I'm, I'm quarantining with a person who also trains, so we can train a, a bit together. But um, right now it just feels like I'm missing 
the ability to like go to the gym and be with other athletes and train the thing that we love and like a tiny bit of that can be scratched by having WNBA games in the background and having fights in the background and having now also F1 races in the background, like all these things that are just like incredible human endeavors. Obviously uh, F1 driving is very physical, even though the car does a lot of the actual like, oh, yeah. pushing work. Who was it? Obviously who was it it's who still very physical. His car covered in bruises just because of G force. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why they have to train so hard and be in such like ridiculous yeah. shape because your neck uh, will take like such a beating and also like your muscles will take a beating just being in that uh, the strong g-forces so something about quarantine has made me even more appreciative of watching basically uh, like really good high level sports and I'd probably feel that way about not as high level I'd probably be just as excited to watch like you know random games <laughs> like right now just being like wow look at how fast that person can throw something uh, which probably sounds very basic, but I don't know. I, I feel like there's something there. There's some additional itch uh, that that is now being scratched by watching lots more activity <laughs> than I than I kind uh, that of makes used sense, to. I though. suppose I've been doing that with like. I also just feel like watching somebody do something with their body scratches an itch of just like being around other humans. Yeah. For me. Yes. Like in a like in a physical space. So like I'll I'll be watching I'm watch like uh eat a lot of eating videos lately. Sure. Yeah. Like videos of people eating a lot. And I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> it's so helping you keep company. You know, you're keeping company with somebody in that way. Yeah. And it's nice. It's, it's like really I'm nice. eating in a restaurant again. It's cool. Right? It's so it's so wild. <laughs> But it's really, really true. It's really honestly true. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it's not like I watching Phoenix, like, is reminds me, like, oh, this rem- actually, Phoenix is somebody I have seen a bunch of times live. So it does remind me of, like, going to see wrestling and seeing him flipping around, like, in a very, very, very close way, which yeah. is so fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, I miss him. I miss wrestling. I miss seeing wrestling. Yeah. He's, like, so popular here. Is he? He's so fucking big here in LA. Yeah. Uh, in the the promotion that he, he would wrestle for a lot here. Like, yeah, deafening screams for him and hit for his brother. Like, people just fucking love them. And, like, the first time I saw them, I hadn't, didn't know really who they were. And everybody was just going crazy for them. And I thought they were amazing. I'm like, okay, yeah. No, these are, these are my guys. I think I the first match I saw them in, they were against people who I did already know and who I already liked. And I'm like, my allegiance has immediately changed. I'm like, no, these guys are so cool. I love <laughs> these guys. I haven't seen uh, Barbaro Cavernario. He was supposed to do a tournament last year that I was going to. But um, there were issues with CMLL and that company. So oh. it didn't it didn't turn out. But... Yeah, I would really like to see him also like, I feel like his his vibe in person would be very cool because I really enjoy it. I, I think I would get I really his autograph. This match. I think I would be like, sir, <laughs> and he would probably bite the page and I'd be very impressed by it. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would probably go probably go for a Mark photo, probably go for a selfie. But yeah, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed this. Uh, listeners, definitely check this one out. Like, there's so much free CMLL you can just watch on YouTube. Like, it's yeah it's a treat that's awesome but yeah if unless you have um more stuff you want to say about it i feel like we can move on to uh this very cool fight yeah that you gave me a heartbreaker and also a heart maker uh it's a little bit of both this one's like the seesaw effect of like you feel so good for one person you feel so bad for the other it's a a lot of that so i'll i'll uh, briefly introduce this fight it was just from last weekend uh, I believe, uh, which uh, 
was a pretty good card, actually, even though a lot of fights on it got canceled. One of them last second canceled, actually. So it, we went from be, having one of the longest main cards, I think, in UFC history. I think it may have been tied for the longest to this one was, I think, tied for the shortest. Uh, so it was like the main event was already on at like before 11. Usually I'm, I'm up to like one something. And that's not that bad. It's usually on a weekend. But, you know, sometimes the old lady gets tired over here. So Of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was like, oh my god, oh shit, we're on the co-main already? And this was the co-main, in fact. A uh, flyweight bout between uh, Joanne Calderwood, JoJo, uh, as she is uh, nicknamed, and Jennifer Maya. Uh, both of whom are really good ranked flyweights, so 125 pounds. Jennifer Maya was an Invicta champion at 125 uh, for a while. Uh, so very, very, uh, very good, very underrated fighter. And she came in certainly as the underdog here. Now, here's the backstory. Joanne Calderwood was kind of next in line uh, to challenge for the title, uh, which, of course, that's Valentina Shevchenko, uh, who, like Amanda Nunes, is kind of, it kind of feels like she's like 10 levels beyond everybody else in her weight class. Strawweight is a lot more competitive. I, I could see any, anybody in the top five there having the title, you know, like an, on any given really, really good night, any one of them is like at least like a really uh, formidable challenger, right? Well, every other weight class in the UFC is either dominated by, uh, by women's UFC, is dominated by Amanda Nunes, who holds, of course, the 135 and 145 uh, dual belt, and Valentina Shevchenko, the queen of 125, and the only person in, like, the last few years to give Amanda Nunes really a run for her money, and she's so much smaller, so it really isn't even all that fair. <laughs> so <laughs> these two are, are, like, beyond the beyond, next level, next level, next level, uh, and everybody else, it feels like, in their weight classes is very, very good. Now, this is not a, a dig in, by any means, but maybe not quite on that level. Uh, but Joanne, JoJo, was kind of thought of as being kind of next in line. And instead of kind of being on the shelf and waiting for Valentina, she's like, no, I'll fight. I'll do a fight. And she puts it on the line against Jennifer Maya. Well, <laughs> it sucks <laughs> because for her because she was submitted in the first round by one of the most beautiful arm bars I've ever seen. Yeah, that was gorgeous. In my life. Gnarly and gorgeous. Oh, my God. So towards the end of the first round, and JoJo really genuinely was looking a little rough in there. And she, this is a bit of backstory, but she did faint right after the fight, um, which another fighter fainted that night right before his fight. And they, they just called it off. It was just like, I don't know if something was up. I don't know if the arena was really hot or something. Uh, everybody's tested pretty aggressively for COVID. They're, they're, you know, I shit on the UFC a lot. They were doing at least a decent job with pre-fight precautions. People are tested many, many, many times. Uh, before they're allowed in there. So they're they're doing something right with that. I don't think they're doing a great job with post-fight stuff, but that's another story. Uh, but so this this wasn't COVID, I don't think, but like, was she sick? Was something wrong? Was it like super hot in there? I don't know. Like, I don't know. But I, she didn't look like herself in there to some extent. Yeah. But that's not to take away from Jennifer Maya, who fought a great little fight. I, she was very aggressive uh, she, she got things down to the ground pretty quickly and even from bottom position. So she's in a not great position in MMA, uh, and is able to twist around basically. So Jojo is in pretty, pretty dominant top position. You know, her arm, both of her arms, I think I, I've watched this a few times, both of her arms are being pretty well controlled, but she's not in like immediate danger. 
uh, at, at this point, right at the end of the fight here. She is balancing pretty well, staying on top. You know, if she was a little bit more free and clear, she could do some really gnarly ground and pound. And she does the right thing, crucially does the right thing here by kind of smushing Jennifer's face and like holding herself up. However, Jennifer Maya, black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, takes this position and just makes it look so easy to just roll Jojo over and take the arm like it's hers. Like just, just like, there's like a it's, gentle roll and boop, there it is. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's I feel gorgeous. bad saying something that looks that painful is beautiful, but it's really gorgeous. It's so clean. It's just so clean. She makes it look truly effortless. Like I've seen this finish several times now where it's just like, yeah, JoJo's doing the right thing. She's not being stupid. She's not being rash. She's not like flailing around or, or you know, being like, oh no, an arm bar. She does the right thing. So she feels relatively safe and then just whoop, 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 just kind of slowly falls over. Uh, and Maya just takes it. Um, yeah. Masterful arm bar. And the immediate aftermath, of course, during, like, as the fight ends, like, a few moments after the fight ends, Valentina Shevchenko gets on Twitter and is like, I'll be seeing you soon, Jennifer Maya. Uh, I'm paraphrasing a tiny bit, but it's along those lines. And Dana White, uh, later on, I believe, confirmed, like, yeah, that, that matchup makes sense. So it's like, JoJo kind of took a risk being like, no, I'll fight. You know, I'm not going to just sit here and wait. Yeah. It kind of lost her place in line a little bit, which which does suck. That does suck That is a bummer. Her. Yeah. Um, but did she know who fainted after this? Jojo she fainted? did. Jojo fainted. That sucks. And arm bars don't so, make yeah, you faint. It sounds like she That's wasn't, not a thing that makes you faint. That's not. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like she was not all was not doing great. Like, yeah, something something happened. Something and like, I, I, you know, I um, obviously it's just conjecture uh, to be like, oh, was she sick or was there a bad weight cut or was, you know, was something wrong or government implant <laughs> Jordan is saying there might have been some some ghosts or a, a government interference here which you know okay, hey, Fox Mulder you know I I believe it I believe it Fox Mulder you know I I want to believe I want to believe I want to believe <laughs> hey oh and I and I wanted you know to to um last week we talked about a beautiful submission and a beautiful Scottish brogue well we had the beautiful submission and we had the beautiful Scottish Brogue, but we didn't really get to hear it because because Jojo did did not win. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's a real bummer for her. Yeah, I, I felt kind of bad because I felt bad also because she just kind of looked a little. Um, she just didn't look like herself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want mm-hmm. I don't I'm not here to insult her by any means. It just it looked like she was struggling a bit out there. Um, so that sucks. I don't uh, think that's insulting to say that. She was struggling? Yeah, no, I just, I never want to, you know, I know we, we obviously are talking about performers and we're talking about athletes and like talking about their bodies. I just want to be respectful all the time when I talk of about course. them. Um, and not be like, oh, you know, whatever. Somebody looked gross out there. And it's like, I, I wouldn't say she looked gross. She just looked a bit, bit off her game. She was having a bad time. Uh, and maybe sick because she faded later. Maybe I'm like painting this in the, in the, you know, <laughs> with, with more um, knowledge from after yeah. the fact. But yeah, I just. I like her a lot as a fighter. And I like Jennifer Maya too. I think Jennifer Maya is so underrated. Uh, You know, she she just doesn't get the respect that I think she really does deserve, especially when you make an armbar that delicious, look that effortless. (laughs) So I have a dumb question about armbars. Oh, go for it, yeah. So like, where, what does it do? Like, okay, you put me in an armbar. What do I, what am I feel? What do I feel? You are 
uh, content warning. This might get gross, friends. What you're okay, going to feel warning. if okay. it, it goes all the way is you're mm-hmm. going to get an arm broken at the elbow. Uh, it's going to fully, it's going to blow out. <laughs> That's what it's attacking. It's attacking the joint at the elbow. So if you hold okay. your arm out, like just sitting here, uh, is LB short for elbow? <laughs> I love you, Jordan. That was that was cute. Um, but if you if you kind of hold your arm out, just straight out in front of you, and you notice that it doesn't bend after a certain point, when mm-hmm. armbar puts all the force uh, and torque and tension of one person's entire body, so their entire lower body and upper body and their midsection, all of that force that can be generated there uh, goes to a pressure point right under the elbow, kind of going the wrong way, not the way the elbow flexes in, the way it uh, doesn't flex out, and pushes on that pressure point. It's going to break the shit out of the joint at your elbow, basically. That would be bad. Yeah, It feels like that would be really unpleasant. Uh... Even when they're not all the way there, I tap to arm bars faster than anything else. Anything else other than, like, if somebody gets me in a really weird position with my legs. Like, a really, really scary position with my legs. Um, I I would gladly be choked a hundred times before I want to be arm barred. Like, for real. It just, it, it does hurt. Even even just a little bit of hyperextension really does hurt pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, I, I hate arm bars. My last competition... Or no, the one before my last competition, I tapped a four arm bars. I lost every fight that day by arm bar. <laughs> Not going to lie. I was also, in my defense, uh, again, against um, much, much, much larger opponents, and one was a purple belt. So I'm not, I don't feel that bad about it, but arm bars, they're scary shit. They're, they're pretty What scary. if somebody's double-jointed? So my partner, Vicky is one of the most flexible people I've ever met in my life. They actually have, Mm -hmm. like, a disorder of the joints, like, where they are hyper, hyper, hyper flexible. Um, Vicky definitely taps to arm bars because they know it's bad for them more than it hurts, which is is kind of funny. Uh, But, yeah, those people exist. I train with one all the time, and I don't even go for things like shoulder locks because it's impossible to shoulder lock them. It's just like, no, it'll never hurt them. They're just always going to be like, I can slip out of this like a cat. And I'll just be like, well, great. Most of us can't. You jerk. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a real thing. That's a that's a super real thing. Uh, okay, cool. And so being flexible so, is actually really helpful uh, in jujitsu, yeah, to be honest. It makes sense that it would be. Uh, so this whole time I've been like trying to see how much I can like lock my elbow and like push it. And like, yeah, I can see how that would break your elbow and be very, very terrible. <laughs> yeah, it hurts pretty bad. <laughs> Even it just like I've never been... Uh, it, had it actually break by any means or, or even sprain the joint or anything. So they hurt even just as they're starting. <laughs> so like, right. I tapped a so pressure. How long on do you bars. have to go before it breaks? Cause like, I, I mean, I have seen one arm bar. I have seen like somebody get their arm broken in an arm bar and it looked like it happened pretty fast. It can. It absolutely can. Especially if the okay. other person isn't defending properly. Like you Got can it. defend okay. an arm bar for a while. If you can keep, for example, like the other hand, in such a way that they're not getting the full force, or if you're able to, a lot of times with an armbar defense, uh, this is not my uh, my strongest game, but there are a couple of like genuinely good escapes for it. You can get yourself in such a position where the elbow is not going the wrong way, basically. Um, Armbars can be a real struggle for getting that position. Uh, once they have that position, it, I don't think it takes long at all, uh, but getting that actual perfect position for it that's the that's the fight. That's the struggle. Usually, once it's there, it's like, oh, it will break, you know, in a few seconds if you're if you're kind of uh, pulling hard enough or and pushing hard enough. So, yeah, 
It's a pretty delicate joint. It's a very delicate joint. And like when somebody's entire force of their entire body is going against it in a bad way, it that sucks. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah, that makes sense that that would very much suck. (laughs) God. I'm so glad I don't do this. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I if you I've train jujitsu, bo- I've never broken a bone in my life. I've I've so. only broken bones from running, not from all the combat sports that I've done. That makes sense. Though running's dangerous. Yeah, I I broke my tibia. I actually have had a stress fracture that went entirely all the way through my tibia at the the top right under the knee and like my sports medicine doctor took it to like every conference he went to that year because it was such a fucking weird injury he was just like wow look at this and i was just like yeah great make it better please (laughs) i was only 24 also so like that's pretty ridiculous i was a i was a sturdy little 24 year old and i still broke it very annoying running it's great but yeah you gotta you gotta have a little more uh, life you gotta have a little more um moderation than I did at that age, I suppose. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I Oof. I hope you enjoyed this fight. Sorry, I, I feel like I didn't uh, uh, give you enough space there to, to chat no, about. No, I am really my main thing because um, I, uh, yeah, my main focus here was on that arm bar okay. and that was like my main thoughts about just arm bar because I love an arm bar. Oh, yeah. That was a beautiful arm bar. I feel like the focus here is really the arm bar. So I yeah. was like, wait, I should know how an arm bar works. Yeah, no, it, it was a pretty short fight. That's really most of yeah. what happens here. <laughs> you know, there's some striking, but it, it doesn't feel like that's the most interesting thing in this fight. It was like striking happened to get it to the ground. And then on the ground, we had the arm bar. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the the big one. Tough break for JoJo. I hope to see her again soon. And uh, Jennifer well, Maya, good when luck. She will feel better by then. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, I'm I'm hoping it didn't break. It didn't look like it broke. I think she tapped, and uh, Maya respected the tap right away. There was no bullshit with that. So yeah, yeah. Again, I always look for that, and maybe that's just because I train jujitsu. But I get truly angry if it looks like a fighter holds on to something too long like I genuinely my like that's not fair like my like very uh intent on 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 clean uh fighting and clean play is uh Danielle sportsmanship Riendo it's my name tbh I really it's true (laughs) I just don't like it I don't like the dirty shit I just don't like that's that's of course completely fine as part of like a performance uh that's been like worked out consensually like that's completely fine but like in in the competition sense like if somebody's really trying to hurt you i don't think it's okay at all to not respect uh that so yeah that's my two cents We're on the same page here that's my two cents i agree <laughs> i uh, appreciate a respectful break yeah respect the tap bro you know like that's my behimbo uh uh advice for the day <laughs> respect the tap bro Tap, I think bro. that's it. Yeah, I think that's what we got. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read our little outro text here, uh, and I'll, I'm gonna tell you thank you so much, folks. That's all we've got for this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed your entire, not not just parts, but the entire combat sports entertainment journey with us. Uh, thank you, of course, to Jordan Mallory for producing our show and giving us uh, fun things to look at while we uh, while we're talking. Uh, so please, uh, thank you again for listening, and please do be sure to rate and review our podcast. Uh, and listen to all of our good stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. And hey, if you enjoy the show, tell a friend. Share share our stuff. That's really what helps us is word of mouth. We're a very organic uh, little podcast network, and we really do appreciate that kind of growth. 
You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media and Fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E, on Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course, on Fanbyte.com. You can watch all our good streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte and follow all of our good wrestling coverage at fanbyte.com slash wrestling. LB, where can folks find you online and is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at HunkTears. You can check out all of the Fanbyte wrestling coverage, fanbyte.com slash wrestling. If you only want to get the updates on that coverage, you can just follow Fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E on Twitter. Uh, all kinds of cool wrestling stuff coming up. This weekend, um, yeah, again, uh, no wrestling in Mexico right now. Not a lot of wrestling in the United States right now, but tons of stuff happening in Japan. Lots and lots and lots of stuff to look at. Uh, new schedule and recommended shows are going to be up a lot at the same time as this podcast. So you can check that out. Uh, Summer Struggle Tour in New Japan is continuing. You can read all of Emily Pratt's coverage of that. Nice. Uh, yeah. Lots of fun, weird little pieces coming up this month on fan fights to keep an eye out for. Yeah, that's I'm excited. That sounds super good. Lots I'm of all the lots coverage. of lots of lots of uh, cool little things on the horizon for fan fight too. Hell so keep an ear yes. out. Hell yes, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. If you want to, you can find me on Twitter at Danielle R.I., uh, where I've been tweeting a lot about the WNBA and also Showgirls, a movie that I now am in love with. You can hear all about oh, that. Oh, yeah. First. You should listen to us talk about it. <laughs> I, you love to see it. LB, I have to thank you for that one. I, you know, it's something I always kind of wanted to watch because I've always loved Paul uh, Verhoeven, but I, I'm in. I'm in now. Now I know. I'm so I know glad. The that's, of the universe. that's the like one of my favorite things is just like experience people seeing showgirls for the first time, <sighs> which is one of the reasons I've seen it so often. So, so incredible. it was an absolute treat talking to you and Merritt about it. Um, love showgirls. Gotta love you. Gotta a, love a, a privilege. Yes, truly a gem, a gem. Uh, do you want to end this one on like a respect the tap bro kind of sound effect? Yeah, let's uh, let's tap out. All right. Uh, on three. One. Okay. Two, three. Tap, 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 tap. Respect the tap, bro. Respect it.